Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast here with me, your host, Colton G, and today on the DTP, we are joined by singer-songwriter Astrid Tanton as we talk her new single, Comfort. Yes, Comfort is Astrid Tanton's first single off of her debut upcoming EP, From My Eyes, and we're taking you behind the music. We're diving into what inspired this song and how it came together. We're also going to be taking some time to dive into the music video for Comfort, which was shot inside of Astrid's apartment following social distancing guidelines using a small crew so we're gonna talk to her about how that all came together the fun involved with the process astrid has also filmed a minute long dance routine for comfort which you can find on youtube and we're gonna talk about that and some of her experience in the world of dance We're also going to be talking to Astrid about her journey up until this point, the path that she has traveled as a singer, songwriter, moving from small town Ontario to Toronto, how her business sense has grown, morphed, and formed from not only watching her brother's musical career, from being managed by her dad, but from also watching other artists. We're also going to take a moment to talk to Astrid about her 2019 debut single, Love It All, which is an homage to her small hometown, to her upbringing, and to her roots. All of this, all of this, and more. In today's episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast with Astrid Tanton, and it is brought to you today by DesertTigerMerch.com because that's where you go to grab something to represent the show and wear it everywhere you go. And even look super fly during your holiday season. And if you want some Desert Tiger merch for your holiday season, I suggest you order it soon so that you can guarantee that you have it to you in time that is desert tiger merch dot com and now now it is time to get the energy right for this conversation with astrid tanton the best way to do that oh you already know what it is this is comfort got some things to say never mind i'll just go to bed left on red at least i get the comfort of knowing you saw it maybe i deserve better i should go for better but you are just so comforting to me left on red at least i get the comfort at least i get the comfort Screens dull my eyes Hope you'll call tonight I know you won't I'm on my own You'll text me at one Then call me at two I'll be ready by three Then over by four Oh yeah, 
How's it going, Astrid? Good, how are you? I am fantastic. Having a great day. Having a That's great good. day. Feels good. Feels good. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's enjoyable for you? Yes. Well? Yeah, it's been some nice weather, which has been really nice, so. Nice. Always gotta love that. It's always enjoyable when the sun's shining. For sure, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. So we're connecting today to talk a little bit about some comfort and uh, your musical journey here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. So are you ready to jump into it? Do you have any questions? Do you need a moment or anything? I'm, I'm all good to go. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So of course, I want to talk a little bit of the uh, road that leads you up to this new single, this new album as well. And that starts with your first singles your first ep and of course the decision to pursue music so of course i find that you're a multi-instrumentalist you've been working at this for a while but at what moment what was the thing that made you actually decide that you wanted to pursue music um i definitely think it's just always been something that i've been super super drawn to and that i've like it's just always been the thing that I thought I was going to be doing with my life. I've been singing since I was three. So it just felt like that was what I was meant to do. And then my brother's also a musician. So and he's an, my older brother. So listening to him play guitar and being around that influence of him being a musician, I think really influenced me to do it. And then when I was around 13 or 14, I moved to Toronto. I started going to Rosedale Heights School of the Arts. So then it really became like, everything I did was music and with arts. And so then I just was like, this is what I want to do with my life. And so I, I started writing and then working with my brother and working with um, different producers to, to start writing and letting, putting music out there. Okay. Okay. So at what point did you actually begin crafting these singles? Cause you start releasing in October of 2019. So when do you mm -hmm. actually like begin because I saw that you were playing in coffee houses and otherwise beforehand so 
Yeah, so my first single, uh, Love It All, I actually wrote when I was just 12 years old, and then I released what? it when I was 15. Yeah, so um, I've been, a lot of those songs, like, uh, even Comfort is like, I think I wrote it like, all, like six or seven months ago. So most songs I usually are, are quite delayed to being released, if that makes sense. So um, another song, Broken Goodbyes, I wrote when I was grade, uh, when I was in grade 10, and then I didn't release it till after I graduated high school. So it takes a lot of uh, time for me to write a song and then kind of edit it and then get it to my producer. And then once we have it all done, then we have to you know discuss release schedule, when we're going to release it and how we're going to release it. So it's not as simple as just always just writing the song and then putting it out there. Okay, so it definitely sounds like the business side of the music industry is something that you put a lot of thought into before going into. So is that something that seeing your brother go into this world and learn that you immediately knew that I need to know what my brand is, I need to have like my sound built, or was it just from watching other musicians that inspire you? Yeah, I think I think it was definitely a combination of seeing the way my brother was navigating the music industry as we're both on very opposite ends of what our style is. He does a lot more kind of like um, instrumental with nature sounds while I'm a lot more in the pop. So we're kind of on opposite ends. So while we're both in the music industry, we both have pretty different experiences with it. Um, but it definitely probably came a lot more from me just watching people, other musicians that I grew up with that I really liked, as well as um, my dad's kind of also my manager, so working with him a lot and him kind of training me as he's done some different things in the, mu- in the music industry and he's worked with some really cool people, so he would give me insights on, you know, he's like, well, who do you want to be? Like, what what do you want the outside world to know? Like, when they think of Astrid Tanton, what's, what do you want them to think of? So it's definitely trying to balance, you know, what I put out to the media with being true to myself and remembering that as well as I am kind of a product in the media's eye, I'm also still a human being and I want people to see that I'm just an 18-year-old girl who likes to sing and play guitar and like, you know, keep it more low-key. Okay, okay. So as someone who comes from like the DIY background and otherwise, I also see that you self-produce, like you um, self-release your music and everything else, definitely very much wanting to be in control of this venture as well not just your image but also the media that is coming out of it so what the decision to have that control was that also coming from your dad as a manager sort of like helping you navigate those waters or is that just sort of watching the music industry over the last few years and watching some artists begin to take control of their own path I think it was a bit of both. I think one of the first things my dad and I really talked about is that I really want to be seen as a strong, young, independent woman. I think that was a really important message that I wanted to send out to my fans, especially because I do have a large a large part of my fan base is young girls, and I really want to convey to them that you can do what you want if you put the effort in and you work at it. You have to be the driving force. And so, uh, you know, my dad's always, always, always given me advice and told me what he thinks, but he always says, at the end of the day, you make the decision. I can't make you do anything. This is your career. So um, being an independent artist and an independent female artist was definitely a hard decision to make because there's a lot of, you know, if you sign with a record label or if you get contracted with someone, it you know, sometimes it makes it seem like it'll be easier, but I just decided that I think I, I heard the story of what happened with Taylor Swift and how she had all her music signed away from her. And I realized that she's a really powerful woman in the music industry. And she even got 
um, her music taken out from under her feet. And so I thought that from the beginning of my career, I want to make a very strong standpoint that I will always be the number one person in control because this is my music and my brand. Okay, awesome. So Taylor Swift, definitely a big influence then. Who else has uh, sort of gone into influencing a young 18-year-old Astrid Tanton up until this point? Probably uh, Jessie Reyes. She's a fellow Canadian artist. I love her brand. I think she's so cool, and I think she just has this energy that's just like, I'm here and I'm present and like take me or leave me, which is something I really look up to. Um, I really like Alessia Cara. Um, a lot of her music has really strong messages and she's always going to give you a show that's not about just entertaining you. It's about giving you something to think about, which I think is really important. Um, who else? I really like, I, it's a lot of Canadian artists. I really like Sean Mendes too. I think he has a really cool vibe and I love how he keeps everything so grounded with his guitar. So I would say those are probably the, the three or four, including Taylor Swift, that are my biggest influences in how I write and how I try and be as an artist. Mm-hmm. And all definitely very strong personalities and people who are very strong with their message as well. For sure. Awesome. Awesome. So let's dive into some of the tracks, some of those singles. So you mentioned your first song, Love It All, which definitely is a uh, homage to your hometown. You're now in Toronto. So was that part of what influenced this is just thinking back are you a very retrospective person yeah so I wrote the song when I was 12 years old was which was right when I because I am um, I skipped a grade so I graduated grade eight a year early which meant I was going into high school when I was 12 years old um, which and that was also when I applied to Rosa High School of the Arts and I got in which meant I was moving from my small town to the big city which felt really weird because I had been so connected to this small town, obviously. And I think Love It All came from that place of me being so excited that I was going to get to go to a school with all these other kids that were like me. But it meant I had to leave behind, not like I had to, I had to move on. I had to grow and I had to move on. And Love It All came from that place of just wanting to stay in that kind of, that bubble of, of comfort and like love and this place that had all these little memories. And it was such like, a freeing space you know everyone loves to leave the city and go to a quiet town or a quiet cottage and just take a few days kind of disconnected from the world and I still relate to that feeling today and I think that's where love it all stemmed from Mm -hmm. awesome I'm also sort of from that small town area so I definitely understand the need to uh, break free and sort of go back to the roots and feel the air feel the wind and just relax and like oh the world doesn't have to be so hectic cool (laughs) (laughs) the music video for that song also took you back to your hometown sort of showing it off so what was it like to sort of be able to bring your young fans into your world show them your background yeah it was it was definitely a weird experience filming there like I, I I still have my cottage there so I still go up there all the time to relax but um, you know, it's a small town, everyone knows everyone. And so, you know, cars would drive by when we're filming outside and they would stop and look and it's people I know. And it was, uh, it was a weird feeling to see people I know looking at me in a different way. Cause it also made me look at myself in a different way. You know, that, you know, as, as much as I'm a musician and I'm a person in the media, I'm also, I still look at myself in the mirror and I just see an 18 year old girl who goes to school and likes to play her guitar and piano. So it was one of the first moments where I looked and I thought, this is like, this is how people see me now. Like, this is, you know, m- like perspective is changing around me. 
Um, and it was definitely super fun to get to go and film that video there because I, I find myself watching that video once a month or something just to kind of like reminisce on the, especially summer now that it's getting colder, but um, <laughs> it's just nice to look back and see the contrast and see, you know, where you started and where you are now. Desert Tiger Podcast. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. So let's talk about something more current. Let's talk about comfort, which you said was written about seven, eight months ago or so mm -hmm. with some of the other tracks you said. They were written a little bit longer ago, a little bit more in your youth. So this song, definitely a lot more current. Yes. Yeah. So what uh, comfort definitely sort of kind of feels like navigating the uh, current dating scene of our world is am I getting that vibe right where's comfort come yeah, from yeah. yeah definitely for sure yeah comfort um comfort came I think from I always write from personal experience and personal story but also from those who are close to me is personal experience and personal story so um, I'm a very empathetic person, so if someone feels something, I will always feel it with them. If you start crying, I will definitely start crying. <laughs> um, and so whenever my friends or anyone close to me would be going through something, especially in the dating scene, as you know, my, my girlfriends and I always talk, we'll talk about you know, partners and all that kind of stuff, it, it just kind of came to me as a song that I felt needed to be put out almost as an anthem of saying, you know, you don't have to wait for someone if they're if they're just going to call you up whenever they want to and you're just left kind of sitting by your phone all day, that's not worth it for you. Mm -hmm. You know, like there, there, there are people out there. I can't tell you when you'll meet them, but there, there are people out there who will be there for you the same way you're there for them. Absolutely. And it's that idea of somebody can't let you know that they want to be with you and to be around with you. Is that the energy that you want and you need? Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. I love it. So also, I want to dive into the music video for Comfort, which was shot, obviously, under the restrictions of social distancing and those <laughs> fun things that we've all been dealing with. <laughs> of course, yeah. So what was it like to uh, shoot the video for this? Definitely sort of on your phone, sort of like dealing in your own room. Was this shot in your apartment? What was the uh, background? Yeah. So this was actually shot in my apartment with a couple close friends. Um, I have a friend, Jan. He's an amazing videographer. And I went to high school with him, and I said, look, I, I need to get a music video done, but I obviously can't have a full crew in my apartment. Like, we have to work around this. And so it was him and a couple of my other close friends that I had been seeing. That way we weren't getting any bigger bubbles or having any people come from outside of other bubbles. Um, and it was just a lot of kind of, I, we basically redesigned my apartment. We were moving couches everywhere and putting lights up and, you know, kind of doing a makeshift video because that's, that's kind of what's happening in the music industry right now, right? Like everything's changing in our world and you have to be willing to adapt with it or else it's, it's not going to work. So definitely as I'm moving forward, you know, I, I, I also shot a little dance clip for comfort and we filmed it outside. We had to work with different spaces and different lighting, but you just find ways to make it work. If it's going to work, you're going to make it work kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you mentioned the uh, minute-long dance clip that you did. Very much uh, loving the moves, but I don't think I personally am smooth enough to pull them off without a uh, little bit of training. So do you have experience in dance? Yeah, so I actually, at Rosedale High School of the Arts, I was a double major in musical theater and vocal with a minor in dance. So I took dance for four years there, as well as after I graduated, I uh, before COVID and everything, I'd been taking classes at the underground just because I, I really loved to dance, and it was a fun way for me to feel fit. And I, you know, my dad mentioned, you know, once you start doing bigger shows, you're going to have to dance. So for your benefit, you might want to learn how to dance a bit. <laughs> 
Um, and so then I met this choreographer, Leanne Tammy, who worked at the underground, and me and her just started working together, and she has a couple private dance companies that are really great, and um, we just kind of grew into this partnership where she could you know, use me to let her dancers learn how to work with an artist while I got to work with dancers and learn how to work with dancers in a, in a stage setting. So it worked out really well. Okay. So these are people that you sort of had already had some experience with, a little bit of background with, some chemistry. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So what has the feedback not only been like for the song, but also for this dance? It's been really great. You know, I um, I work part-time at Adrenaline Tattoos and Piercing. It's, it's on Queen Street West. Uh, I don't tattoo or pierce. <laughs> I just kind of um, work on the floor and help people out. But um, the day after I released the song, I had to go into work, and I came in. The song's blaring. My coworkers are trying to do the dance. So it's been really nice to see all the support from people, and I've had lots of, you know, just random people message me saying they love the dance or that they're trying to learn the dance or they really love the song. So it's, it's been really nice to get that, that feedback and support, especially because, you know, I, no one has to message me. So it's nice for them to take the time out of their day just to send an encouraging message. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And who knows, maybe they'll uh, help kick off the next TikTok trend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you mentioned having to navigate these sort of new waters of COVID and everything else. So how has COVID affected the release of Comfort and your upcoming album? Yeah. So originally I was supposed to have my entire album out last May. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it was supposed to be done. I was supposed to. Um, I have a partnership with the Rec Room and Cineplex, and I was supposed to be touring at all the Rec Rooms across Canada performing. Now, of course, that did not end up happening. Um, so we had to kind of shift our gears, and we took the first three, four months of COVID when it was really, you know, everything was really locked down to just figure out how long is this going to go on? What is this meaning for other artists? And we kind of watched how other artists were navigating it, what they were doing. Um, I did some different live stream shows, just some small things to keep people interested. And then eventually we kind of said, you know, you need to get music out. It's almost hitting a year since you've last released anything. And, you know, this COVID thing isn't going away anytime soon. So we can't just wait for it. We have to, we have to be ahead of the game now. So then, we started kind of designing this plan that we're going to release music digitally and do lots of music videos and social distancing dances and different things like that that can all be done virtually so that when um, restrictions lift and you can start doing live shows, we'll already have all the songs out and it'll be just like a, a concert and hopefully you'll build a following so that there'll be more people interested in going to the concert. Um, and then along the way, we're hoping that we can road test a couple smaller shows, maybe like at some cafes or do some after hours kind of thing. So it's a lot of kind of testing and looking at different options and different ways to get people interested in going out while not violating any you know rules but and keeping everyone safe. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Definitely a hard time to sort of navigate. And as things start to open up, you definitely want to take your time figuring things out and making sure that you're hitting the audience properly. For sure, for sure. Okay, awesome. So, like we've also mentioned with the release of the upcoming album, you said that there's more music videos, possibly more dances. So what does the rest of 2020, 2021 
possibly hold for Astrid Tanton? A lot of work. <laughs> Definitely a lot of work, first and foremost, but um, a lot of new music coming out, hopefully some live shows. Um, like I said, we would love to do some shows across Canada, like a small tour or something, but we really have to wait and see what's happening with COVID-19 and everything. Um, but I am hoping, I have an, another song coming out November 25th, um, which is the next part of the album drop. So we are working and keeping music coming out. We're trying to have music come out every three to four weeks. Um, and then once all the songs are out, it'll be the collective album. And then that will be released as like a concert. And that's what we're hoping for. So that by June, you know, beginning of next year, summer, that we'll be able to do a live show um, with dancers. And I'll be working with my choreographer. So right now, it's definitely just a lot of digital media um, kind of stuff like this and and just keeping this to keep people interested and to keep you reminded that just because the world's changing doesn't mean we have to stop doing what we love to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you've mentioned working with choreographers, the need to learn dancing. So you're definitely working on your stage show as well then. Mm-hmm, for sure, yeah. Okay. So at what point do you feel you're at with that? Are you very comfortable? Do you feel there's quite a bit of work to go in in between now and then to get the uh, ability to dance and sing? Because like everyone makes it look so easy, but the amount of work that has to go into it. Yeah, for sure. So um, I think I definitely do have a leg up because I have a musical theater background. Um, I did lots of summer camps and then going to high school, I did musical theater. So I have a bit of a, an understanding of how to sing and move at the same time. Um, it's still never easy, I think. It's still always quite a quite a battle for breath. Um, but I definitely feel that I'm pretty comfortable on a stage. I'm someone who gets pretty jittery right before I go on and then I get on stage and I like I click and I just see people and I feed off of that energy I'm, I'm always someone who feeds off of the energy that's around me um so while backstage I may be looking like I might faint <laughs> the minute I go on stage I feel alive and I, I feel like that's where I'm meant to be I really like to connect with people and not even just take them in as an audience but say this is also your show like whatever you guys want, I'm going to vibe with you. So like, you don't have to think that you're just like sitting and watching. Like, I love to t get people to come up on stage. I love to have people like actually interact with me. I think it makes it so much more fun for everyone. Mm -hmm. And then especially with younger fans, you never know exactly what sort of memories you're creating, possible inspirations you're giving. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. So as someone who definitely seems very retrospective, I definitely have to ask. So We've asked about how you've grown as a musician, learning the business, growing as an artist. But I want to know, how do you feel that you've grown as a human being, having grown, having had to move to Toronto, having released this music, having to navigate these worlds? How do you think that it has helped Astrid Tanton grow as a spiritual being? Yeah, so um, growing up, I definitely was someone who uh, searched for a lot of approval. I always wanted to be doing good. I was always someone who, if I got anything less than a certain grade, I would probably cry. This did follow me into high school. I was always, like, stressed about doing something to the very best of my ability, and I did not want anyone to see anything unless I felt like it was the best I could possibly give. Um, and I wasn't doing that for me as I felt like I had to do it to prove myself to other people. And I think... Um, entering the music industry, I had to I had to get a, a bit more of a backbone, and I had to be able to stand up and say, no, I think I'm good enough. 
and especially I think as as any young person or a teen, I think there's a lot of uh, self doubt whether you're in the music industry or not, and wondering if you're good enough for what you want to do. Especially being in the arts, it's a bit of a competitive uh, place to be. So um, it was definitely I definitely have learned a lot more how to have a backbone and not be afraid to stand up for myself without being cocky or egotistical. You know, I think I think it's really important to have confidence without boasting about yourself, you know, because I can say I'm really proud of comfort, but I can also say that in a couple of years, I'll probably be able to listen to that song and say, I could have made this better. I could have made this better, but you know, no, no one's perfect. And I think that's what makes humans so beautiful is the fact that we're not perfect is that we're, we're human. You know, people always say, Oh, you're, you're you know, you're, you're human. You're doing your best and that should be good enough. And I really think that's an important message for young people to understand. And I think, as social media becomes more and more prominent, people think like, oh, there, there are 16-year-olds with millions of followers. Why I'm not one of them? Why don't I have that talent? And I think people have to just remember that, you know, everyone has their own path. And if you're constantly focused on where you're not, like where, where like what you still have to get done, then you're never going to enjoy life. Um, and so something I've also been focusing on is a lot is taking the time to be like, hey, like, I'm proud of you today. You did a lot. You got your schoolwork done, you did an interview, you got out of bed, like, good for you. You deserve to watch an episode of some bad TV show. Like, <laughs> it's about, you know, like, not always being hard on yourself and not always being focused on what you need to do better, but also being focused on, like, what you did good today. Mm -hmm. so I, I try to journal and do different things like that. Absolutely. it's uh, You definitely have to not beat yourself up in these sorts of situations because... Like you said, you could be in the middle of something that's very important, very big moments of your life, but you could be looking at somebody else's version of life and, oh, but, like, I'm at X, but why am I not at Z? Like, I could be perfectly appreciating X. X is beautiful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, Astrid, I want to take a moment to thank you so very much for taking the time to join us here today to tell us about your musical journey, this latest single, Comfort, and your upcoming album, From My Eyes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ah, ambush. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with the wonderful Astrid Tanton. I hope you enjoyed the songs we played for you today on this episode of the DTP. Tracks like Love It All and of course Astrid's latest single, Comfort. And both of these tracks as well as Astrid's entire catalog can be found, yes, on your favorite music streaming service when you're there hit follow so that when astrid drops the rest of this upcoming ep from my eyes you'll have it in your notifications in your hands and in your ears a s a p and now now it's time for our roaring dtp thank yous of this episode and the first one goes out to astrid Tanton for joining us here to take us behind her music. And I have the incredible Eric Alper to thank for setting this conversation up. As you guys know, we have mad love for the man EA. And of course, last but not least, we got a mega old roaring thank you to you, the Ambush 
for joining us once again for tuning in like you love to do if you have yet to join up with the crew it's so easy it's as easy as hitting a follow or subscribe on the podcast listening service that you're using right now and if you've already done that you can still help the show through numerous ways like giving us a big old five-star review like sharing this episode with your friends with your family with anyone you think would enjoy it and you can also help desert tiger out by heading on over to i love dtp.com and copying yourself some desert tiger merch to represent during your holiday season and if that's what you want if you want it in time for the holiday season you should go ahead and order asap because y'all know how the mail system has been lately y'all know how it usually is during the holidays and we're also getting low on stock and we are not getting reorders in in time to get those sent out so if you want it you gotta cop it desert tiger merch.com i love dtp dot com yes all right am i actually don't know who i'm going to be bringing onto the show this friday i have a few different options coming up i have a pretty good idea of who it is going to be but i think i'm gonna leave it to be a surprise but either way we have another incredible journey coming up this friday on the Desert Tiger Podcast, and I can't wait for you to join me then and there, but until then, you know what it is, I want you am to go out and to find your mountaintop, to find your oasis, the thing that makes your heart sing and scream to its fullest glory and capacity. Find that thing, craft that thing, grow at that thing, and once your roar has become mighty, you let it out across that canyon, you let it out across that water front, and you let the world know just how mighty your roar has become, what beautiful things you're capable of creating, and well, just how beautiful you are capable of being because you are and sometimes we don't hear that enough so i'm gonna tell it to you again and i hope that you believe me you are beautiful and until this friday bye-bye and remember when you out there chasing those dreams that sometimes it's still okay to get a little bit comfortable Make yourself a little bit of co-co, get a little cozy, you know what it is.